welfare, the noun. The good fortune, health, happiness, prosperity, etc., of a person, group, or organization. Well-being. Mr. Welfare will take listeners through Mr. Gandhi's observations and concerns with today's world, discussing the social impact of culture, health, and love, promoting unity and creating a movement. Good afternoon and welcome back to Mr. Welfare. I am here with Drea Crowfield and Gabby Collins Fernandez, and they are the creators and co-creator of Bomb Pop-Up. Um, hi, Drea. Hi, Rasan. How are you? I'm doing well. Hi, Rasan. It's great to be here. <laughs> hi, Gabby. Thank you for, thank you for being here. Um, you know, I was reading your bios this morning, um, and I was just telling you that I just interviewed a woman who also went to Dartmouth just yesterday, um, Selassie. So it's so, so interesting. And then another friend went to Dartmouth. Um, and then, you know, the relationship with Yale. Um, so Bomb Pop-Up is the bomb. And I wanted to have you on to talk about DIY art fairs and pop-ups because I think it's extremely important um, to support other artists. And so I don't remember what year that was, but Bomb Pop-Up came about because I used to live in the building that we're in right now. And I was given an opportunity and I was like enamored and so over the moon at the way that you maximized the opportunity. And so I thought we need to have Drea and Gabby on to talk about the DIY pop-ups. Yeah. So this is like a really special conversation to be having with you because Bomb Pop-Up did in fact start because of you, Rasan. And so it was 2016 and like the dead of summer almost. It must have been mid-June, I guess. So like two weeks from now and you called me and you were like hey I have like the I have like access to this empty house with a storefront with a storefront Mm -hmm. um like I don't want to do anything with it and I have it on the weekends like you should do something and you kind of were like you should do something (laughs) and I was like okay like I'll go see it and we went and saw the space and I was just like we can make I can do something with this it was great it had like the storefront was just like totally gallery ready and like there was all these other weird strange space spaces throughout the house and this um, massive backyard and a huge backyard it was a bit of a mess it took some work but it was like mm-hmm. I found like I came up with an idea with Gabby and I was just like can you help me do this and she agreed amidst all these other projects that Gabby's always doing all the time. But Gabby's also your very best friend, too. Yes. Okay. And it was kind of also like, is this too crazy to try and make this happen? Because you were like, okay, this is the weekend you have. And it was, we had like a month to put this together. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it came from, cats in the litter box. It came, oh from, um, it came from this desire to just uh, really highlight and bring together a lot of both like, Um, I was making friends with more musicians and like musicians and visual artists just like weren't hanging out in the same circles that they have in the past in New York, like Mm pre-internet. And I mean, that's what it felt like. Right. And I was just like, how can we get like, like frontline makers and these different um, artistic, creative um, communities, like showing each other their best and like building something together Mm -hmm. and so it like started that way and um we just wanted to 
have an opportunity to highlight work that we were seeing our friends make that we weren't seeing like out in shows in the world. And um, by emerging artists or artists that had just been mm-hmm. by emerging graduate, artists, graduate. yeah. And we had like a, a lot of various networks, like kind of pretty recently out of graduate school. And a lot of our friends were also out of other graduate programs. So it was just kind of like everybody was working and hustling. And it was um, it was just a perfect opportunity to like both curate a group show mm-hmm. and um, collaborate with artists in like different project spaces and then also have programming. And uh, Gabby came up with the idea also. This all like snowballed very quickly. Um, Gabby was like running this magazine, this amazing feminist independent magazine um, called Precog it's Magazine. Called Precog Magazine. Is it still going? It's still going. We're working on our fifth issue to be Very released nice. this fall. Oh, perfect. We're going to definitely put a mention on the website. For oh, that. great. Yeah. yeah. And um, you should. It's great. And uh, so she, Gabby kind of spearheaded like a, a way to be able to remember this kind of event we were putting on because we didn't know it would keep going after this either. Um, but Gabby like spearheaded a print project that would be a part that all of the artists involved, the musicians and visual artists would contribute to. Which basically functioned like a zine. Um, So just to sort of, as Jerry was talking, uh, to make clear the visuals of what this first show looked like, it was um, a group show that included about 20 artists. 30. 30 artists. Okay. It was a lot of people. <laughs> um, wow, that, for the first show, it was 30? It was 30 in the group show. So let's run it back. 30 artists for the group show. You had a storefront. We had the storefront. And it was two floors, right? It was a three-story house. And so it was a group show featuring 30 artists. Of those 30, Drea had asked everyone um, whether they would be interested, everyone who was in the group show, whether they would be interested in independently producing a project space in one of the other rooms in the house that was still kind of a cleared out domestic space. So kitchens, bedrooms, hallways, etc. And of those, there were then like 12 project spaces by artists who were in the group show who then like basically were responsible for creating the content and hanging their work inside of these and other it, rooms. And it was really a very it was collaborative <laughs> It, like, worked at, like, we were working with, like, so many professional artists that were, like, our peers. And the way it worked out, like, we had, like, blocks of time. People came in, like, worked with each other to pick the shows, curated each other's work in a different rooms, like, build up relationships To to cut out the backyard because someone had to clear out the backyard voluntarily to then build a stage to then have that stage be the performance piece for your performance for artists. And you had sculpture outside as well, right? Do we? No, no, we didn't have any sculpture outside. We had dance work. We had okay. a dance yeah. piece outside, and there were a number of musical performances that were hosted at the event space outside. And now that you're saying this, I remember very clearly, too, on top of that is because I was actually traveling. So I so wasn't, I, I never came to Bond. That was the other thing. I was like, I, I could trust Ray. I knew right, that right. giving her these keys to this space that, you know, this broker, because essentially the broker wanted to show the space being active. Right. And so he said, I mm-hmm. want to enlist artists so that they can have a chance to show their work and people can walk by. And that's kind of how that's really how it how I began to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we, I met him and he came to the show and he was so impressed. It was so like it was so fun for well, him to see. That. Right. And so then after all of this work, it was amazing because so many people came out like it was a show. Nobody knew what we were doing. Like everyone <laughs> knew like Drea had curated a show and, and I was helping was, out yeah. with it. Um, 
Off of the Utica, let's be clear. Obviously. Off of the Utica stock <laughs> on the A line in this side, like it's real. And not only that, let's let's can we and just like a hundred degrees yeah. at a hundred degrees. degrees. The other very impressive thing, though, was the fact that you were able to get some of the finer restaurants, upcoming and newcoming from Bushwick to donate food. It's you know, true. Big These Apple Deli, Houdini's Pizza Laboratory, <laughs> um, the brewery company. Out. I mean, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, we had, um, what was it? Finback Brewery yeah. donated some beer mm-hmm. and PBR. They're, I mean, they're a pretty easy. They like like to support art and music events in particular. And then Houdini's over here. That we frequent often, right. like paid us back for all of our patronage with like ten <laughs> free pizzas, right. which is amazing. That's a big deal for double two days in a row, right? Because you you had the space for the weekend. You did Friday, Saturday, yeah, Sunday. I think the pizza it was we only days, did right? Sunday, Sunday though. Days, right? There was only yeah, so we only did it one day. Yeah, for the closing. Were so let's let's really let's get to it. Were were work sold? Was revenue made? So okay, we are. The way that we work with artists from the beginning has always been that we will facilitate introductions, we will like create a context for them, but we don't oversee sales and we don't take a cut of any kind of profit which is made. So I don't actually know whether works were sold from the show, but we do know that a lot of people who have gone on to have really successful careers in New York really had among their first showing opportunities at that first bomb pop-up. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. So um, bomb pop-up gave them... Like a platform a to platform. be seen. Exactly. Right. And because of that platform, their 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 career has moved on or is rolling. At least contributed. At least, yeah. I, I mean, definitely, credit. definitely yeah. cemented. Yeah. But I mean, it was That's a lot beautiful. of the, it was one of the first places that a lot of pe- people will still come up to me and be like, that was the first time they saw Ivy's work. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivy like, Haldeman. Okay. Who's doing very well. And is she, she now has secured a gallery here in the city? Uh, she's been working with a couple of different people, yeah. but okay. she just she That's had a solo sense. show with um, Downson Ross. Yeah, okay. but her first exposure was through Bomb Papa. I don't know if it was it the was first, 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 but, it was but like, a lot of people, okay. there were a lot of things happening for Ivy that work summer for the first time right. there. Yeah, and like um, the now closed. Um, Yours, mine, and ours. Yours, mine, and ours. Yeah. Saw Matt Hansel, who now has a solo show opening at the Hole. Right, just and Courtney Childress, who oh, used okay. to run that space, um, had a project space there, and like she herself is an artist, was running and Yours, Mine, and Ours show as well. Um, and so she got to know a lot of other artists who were in that show that she then worked with at her gallery. And um, so yeah, and so this is like this very much started off as like a very ideal project of something that we wanted to see and do to like give back to like bring the community to get together and give back, mm-hmm. and like sales were not the most well, important thing we right. were doing. Um, but as this is growing, like we realize we can't bankroll these things ourselves. That's right. <laughs> we need resources, and like um, you know, if it comes down to there have been sales that have come out of because we've this was only our first production. Right. And we ended, we've ended up having um, two other very large production, like multiple day, week long um, shows. Yeah. Um, a conspiracy theory show. When, uh, what year was that? I want you? to believe, which no, was, that was December twenty sixteen. Right. Oh, so that same year, yeah. that right. winter, you did it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Kusop Waxman on the Lower East Side, and um, and then it was oh no, go ahead. And then um, Gabby was um, spearheaded the How to Project. 
at the National Academy, which was last summer, um, which was essentially a weekend long art show and series of workshops mm. determined and run by artists, um, kind of a, on a, taking a spin on the idea of art pedagogy. And, oh, and that too was led by Bomb Pop-Up. Yeah. At the National Academy, that was a bomb. And we worked with project. David Humphrey and other artists who like facilitated that connection with the National Academy. Wow. And um, obviously the third important person who's not in the room right now is Jonah course. Parson Johnson, our music director, <laughs> who we met from at the first bomb pop-up because he was one of the performers there and was like, oh, I'd mm-hmm. like to be involved. And Dre was like, great, you're a music director. <laughs> <laughs> and he has been ever since. Yes. Has been ever wow. Since. And actually yeah. he can't be here today because he's on tour at the moment. Oh, yeah. But, yeah but, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So shout out to... Shout out to Jonah Parson Johnson. Get he's his, releasing get a new album. Get his new album, Helsinki, some date. I don't remember what it is. But it's coming. It's yeah. coming, yeah. Um, so this is beautiful. So these things, or excuse me, these opportunities that have come about that you've executed, in between this, you have also started a relationship at Pete's Candy Shop. Oh, yeah. And That's in right. between you there, <laughs> you, you did that too, oh you know. Um, and I remember going there because it was my first time uh, doing a sip and paint. And it was sip and paint oh, yeah. with this great band that you had. The light was kind of shallow, a little, it was just kind of the right mood and the right night. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, God, Bomb Pop Up is like running this. And so then you took it further and created a relationship and you've had multiple. Um, well, yeah, we um, started essentially, we, they kind of gave us a monthly slot. So we had a bomb pop-up residency there called BPU Presents um, in two different iterations. Mm. Um, it was the uh, first, second Tuesday. What? It Se- was the, I don't know. It was second Tuesdays and then first Fridays of the month, I think. Yeah. Um, and like it ran a, about a year in either um, We did 14. Session. I think there was two wow. stretches of seven. Yeah. And so Drink and Draw, the Drink and Draw called Live Music Life Drawing. That's what um, it was. We always had live music. And, that band um, was amazing. The first band, I think, who you had, what, were, what was her name? They were amazing. It was three of them. It was always uh, And then there was a girl was singing there about her parents. I remember that, too. Oh, she was yeah. really good. Well, Jonah, the Live Music Life Drawing was um, based on an event that Jonah's sort of fine-tuned for Bomb Pop-Up, which is having... Basically just a jazz improv session in relation to art. So now at, at the shows, often he'll do an improv session in the midst of the art so that there's really a, a call and response with both the forms the of the... larger productions. Yes. Yeah. And so for the live music life drawing, he usually does, he just cre- like makes an improv set of three musicians. Or who, he, yeah, or he invites another band yeah. or something to perform. Right. Um, but it's really nice because it's like improvised. Um, so that's like... Uh, the musicians are responding to each other and then people in the audience are drawing as they're experiencing the music as well. So it's all like a very like immediate and like community feeling. It's cool for them too because a lot of the time they've never been in a position where they're being being drawn. drawn. So they're like, what? (laughs) Like kind of self-conscious and then... And then they like, but then everybody gets really into like looking like, oh, like, what do you think? What do you think this is? Like the experience of listening to music and responding visually. And looking up and people are moving. Yeah. And it's so funny when people come to see the musicians play and they're like, oh, I can draw. And then it's just like, it's just very, it's been a very favorite event of the Pete's Candy Store residency. Right. And then we also had, um, we had like, a fundraiser for Precog Magazine. We had a fundraiser for Puerto Rico when the mm. hurricane happened. And um, and that was actually a collaborative effort with other community members around in Williamsburg. 
um, which was really, um, we ended up raising like $6,000 for Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was distributed to a number of different local groups that were um, sort of community groups, arts-based community groups that were were on the ground providing providing light. Um, So it was very... Because your heritage is... My family's Cuban. Cuban. Yeah. My mother's family's Cuban. Cuban. Fernandez. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's right. And so we also, and then we've had a couple sculpture garden shows there as well. And like Pete's, we love Pete's. Yeah, we and do. And we think Pete's loves us. And we'll probably continue to keep <laughs> we'll working other, yeah. with Andy McDowell and Pete's Candy Store. Yeah. I mean, we really love the staff and they've really helped, helped us out. We built up. And they have a really special like space. kind of attitude really and space. Well, it's, a, it's historically like an artist gathering spot. Yeah. Um, like for a long time like musicians and artists would gather there and like when Williamsburg was less hip. Yeah. Um, I first and started so kind of like a resurgence of the, that old spirit. Yeah. I mean, I first started going to Pete's candy store because when I was, um, I was, a I was copy editing at the Brooklyn rail and we learned that for, that there was just a tab. Oh, you worked at the Brooklyn rail. I worked at the rail. So you know Fong. Yeah, I know Fong. Yeah. Got it. Um, shout out to Fong Bui. Shout out to Fong Bui. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was there was a tab. They Pete's Candy Store exchanged ad space for a tab, um, and so ad space at the rail for a tab. And so, but nobody was using it. So at the end of the month, like you know, a couple of friends from the rail and I would just be like, "Let's go use the tab now." Oh, and that's how. <laughs> and that's how candy. we. Yeah. And, and there's well, no candy anywhere in sight, by it, the way. Right? It, it used to be a candy store, I think, so but okay, long, long sure. ago. Yeah. And then I used I worked at a metal shop around the corner, so I went there all. for a long time um and we just went individually and so one time i went to pete's candy store after work and gabby was there with rail people and it was like what are you doing here like yeah (laughs) and we met our friend greg herman the bartender there who suggested that we um get one of the slots basically just from going to pete's all the time knowing that bomb we were doing that. I think Greg is is in a play in Boston that opens in August. He just told me. Anyway, shout out to all of our friends, which is really in the bomb pop up uh, spirit. That, which is right. that it's the way that you. That's your mission, right? Well, speaking to kind of, I think your one of your early questions, Rasan, was that um, you know what does this what need does this fill? You know, it's mm-hmm. I think obviously there are many different art worlds. Um, Andrea's spoken to kind of the desire to support uh, friends and other artists that we see whose work is not as widely kind of view, viewed or seen in the world, but also just the idea that artists should be involved in supporting each other's work That's and right. creating opportunities for each other, that it shouldn't be such a strict hierarchy and there should be any number of ways that work is seen and made and distributed and experienced and the kinds of communities that come from these more like kind of tight-knit ground up efforts are in in my experience have been much more meaningful than if I do like a group show at a gallery or something That's like right. this. Right. Mm-hmm. Those things last and That's you right. you have a real working experience with someone, you get to see their process, you get to see what their values are and they see you working your butt off as well on their behalf and you know, trust is made. Well, I like the way, too, that you have um, arranged in which you're not dealing with, you know, payouts or selling anything or any of that nature, right? It's that you're coming in and you're responsible for 
the production of the space that you've been allotted for the show, right? Right, that's it. Um, and then if you sell something, then that's another component to you. Because that was my thing too, Dre. I was like, I don't want to be bothered with collecting money. I don't want to be bothered with any of that. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you just put the place back together in which you did. And so here you are, 2016, bomb pop-up begins. And a year later, two years later, three years later. <laughs> three years later. Oh my God. Three, years, three later. years later, you're still the bomb and you're <laughs> popping up. You're and now you're you've got your relationship with Pete's candy store. Mm-hmm. You just finished this. This was major. This one was like, you know what, I gotta have you guys on the show. The fact that Bomb Pop Up curated for an institution, SVA was so major, I was like, I have to have them on. Mm-hmm. How in the hell did Bomb Pop Up, Drea and Gabby curate a show for SVA? So technically Bomb Pop Up did not curate the SVA show. It was just uh, it was just Dre and my okay. myself um, as two bomb bitches. Because fundamentally, it's a different <laughs> endeavor altogether. Okay. Um, um, but we did, I think, in Bomb Pop Up Spirit, um, there was a print project that true. we encouraged the students to produce. Yep, which and, looked amazing, and which looked really good. Um, and, and events that they produced <clears throat> it alongside the run of the show, ranging from um, guided meditations to. Um, other workshops to a drag show closing drag and variety show and it was yeah. a one day no no it was a week long it was oh. a 10-day show yeah oh it was a 10-day show at the know. dctv space down in chinatown wow mm-hmm. yep. or sva yes did someone recommend you two to curate how did you get it i guess i want to so one of taste. the artists involved in the national academy show the how-to show mm-hmm. um allison quo mm-hmm. um is the mfa coordinator for the sva program And so, you know, she was looking at a couple of different people and um, we were brought in to interview and just, I think because they were hoping to, um, I mean, there was 33 students, it was a large show and I think they had discussed like this kind of like additional programming and like the the format seemed to be either she was inspired by the how-to show or they were, which is possible. Um, no other way. Yeah. Bomb. Well, pop. they thought like that kind of energy and that more like collaborative, like additional programming, like the whole experience, the bomb pop up experience would translate well for these students. Yeah. I mean, Allison had mentioned um, it's in talking to us. I think she saw being part of one of the bomb pop ups. She saw that, you know, what we do really well is um, making people's work look amazing like really great inside of spaces that are themselves, that themselves have their own identity Um, and being both um, attentive and also like uh, not quite experimental, but being just very attentive and attuned to the requirements of the space and the requirements of the work. And I think she was looking for a thesis show that would be more energetic, more creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And having done the show at the National Academy with us, which was in a basement, literally, and like having people come down and be like, what did you do to this basement? It looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That she was like, okay, well, like if you can do this on no budget and like your spirit, then you can definitely like curate the hell out of an MFA thesis show. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, oh my God. so that, like, the show looked incredible. DCTV is like a, it's a decommissioned firehouse, so mm. it was like a very specific space, and we in did... In Chinatown. In Chinatown. Chinatown. And we did run into a lot of, like, 
physical installation problems due to like the history of the building but um the show looked really good and um we got a lot of great feedback from it too yeah um the best being ago. like it was ago? a thesis show last week yeah yeah it closed last sunday it was like a, a thesis show that didn't just look like a thesis show i yeah. think it was like and so we the highest of compliments we were happy and proud because not only did we um feel like aesthetically the work looked at the, the show looked great as a whole but that the the members of this cohort could feel happy and proud that their work um was being presented in a way that didn't just look like another thesis show like it looked like a group show it looked like a group show yeah yeah beautiful let's talk about who you are quickly as artists. Can you talk about your work, Gabby, what your work is currently that you're working on? Sure. I'm a painter. Um, I work on non-traditional materials. I start making digital collages on the computer, altering um, art historical imagery and family imagery to kind of make portraits and sort of almost iconographic imagery related to sort of a continuity of personal history and art history um, and material space and digital space. So I make digital images, they get printed onto beach towels, curtains, like other kinds of materials that I work then back into um, in order to make a dialogue between this serial recognizable imagery, um, which is sourced photographically art historically, um, and like my own touch and surreal dream visions and sense of internet culture. They look like incredible paintings (laughs) on textured towels. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, come by. I'm definitely going to come by. I haven't seen that. I've seen a piece at your home, I was saying, when I came to your place a few years ago. Um, because there's art throughout your entire place. That's true. Um, but I haven't seen any of your work in person. Yeah. Um, so we have to make that happen yeah, to have yeah. before a visit. Um, thank you. Drea, can you speak about your work and who you... We're, <laughs> by the way, we're in Drea's studio. I mean, we're... It's so amazing. It's an amazing <laughs> studio. Um, uh, so actually, like, there's a lot of things that, um, content-wise, that Gabby and I have in common. However, our work does look very different. Um, I'm a figurative, I'm a painter. I work in oil and linen usually, and also Sumi ink drawings and watercolors. Um, and I also deal with, like, the history of painting, um, Western European painting in particular, and, um, uh, like, my own personal family history, interpretation. Um, like inter and extra personal relationships and um, kind to, kind of spin them into various uh, allegorical figurative paintings that are usually very humorous, dark, um, playful, and very rooted in like the history of painting. Yes, and very, they can get pretty erotic mm-hmm. for sure. As just like everything, you know? Just as everything. Um, yeah, but just like um, focusing on, um, like I'm very po- focused on color and composition and using, um, like pushing the different ways that I can use paint and like brushwork, glazes, um, different kinds of application methods, the medium and um, transparency is like very important. We love transparency. From 2019, yeah. and can you one last question? Can you yeah. can you tell me what is next for Bomb Pop Up? Okay, so that is to be determined. Well, it is and it's not. I mean, we are just coming off of this the the MFA show, which we need a little bit of time to just sort of recover. <laughs> it was a lot of work, um, but we've been we have we've had a lot of ideas cooking for a long time for Bomb Pop Up. Um, we've wanted to do a kind of a live stream video 
uh, streaming, which will be kind of wild. Um, yeah, we have like a list of 75 artists who signed like signed like an agreement years ago. I, I, I'm, one, I'm one of those people. <laughs> I rem- oh, wow. That's, is it time? So it might I might be. be. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. You had a sign. Talk. Can you just kind of go over that quickly? I mean, why, why did we sign that now that we're here? Oh, we we just- were, it was for a spring break. It was a proposal. 2017 we, yeah. or something? Yeah. We were going to do kind of like a live feed clockwork projection that. of like all of these people all over the world doing stuff for like a block of a certain amount of time. In mm-hmm. real time. Do whatever you time. want. Yeah. In real time. I remember that. Which okay. I still think would be a really great idea. Like have a show where the art is just whatever this person decides 30 mm-hmm. minutes of their life looks like. The that end. The yeah. End. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Okay, yeah. so that's that's the next thing we're working so on. So that's Once one of the things that we're thinking about. Yeah, okay. and then we can all we're we're always like um, it's we always have the possibility of doing something at Pete's, which we'll probably do something oh. again in Jesus. September, okay. something like that. After Another summer. yeah, mm-hmm. pop up sculpture show in the backyard. Those are always a lot of fun. And then we have the idea for like a BPU getaway show. Yeah. Where we like have two different days of events, two or three, and each day is kind of a a spa package. Oh, like, I love that. With that's art a, and music. Oh, I love that. That's revenue so, based. Mm-hmm. That sounds beautiful. So it's kind of like a getaway package situation. But yeah, yeah so they're okay. all like getting fleshed out. Yeah. yeah. And Jonah um, keeps wanting us to do a proper music residency. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. So. Somewhere. Yeah, so we might actually use like the next couple of months to like get in tune mm-hmm. the team gets in tune and yeah. maybe um does some work together and Beautiful. yeah so okay. it'll be good so once jonah gets back from his tour we're gonna have a meeting we're gonna put our nose to the grindstone i love that drea crowfield gabby fernandez thank you for coming on mr welfare well thank you amazing. thank you so much mr welfare was created by rasan Ture gandhi with co-hosts Sherry B. Bronfman and Ronald Sosinski. Thank you for your time and ear.